Responsible, proper, social distance, shit-talking from spare bedrooms across exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathless Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions and ours, too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine a crossroads of crazy and even more crazy <laughs> from the secular perspective. Remember, don't believe everything you hear in this podcast or anywhere else for that matter until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, duck, duck, go that shit. Jeff, feeling a little spry after one show <laughs> off, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of making up to do, yeah. So how many times did you shout at the speaker... When you listen to the show and you weren't on it, especially when we were talking about humanism. Yeah, there, there were numerous times as I was crossing uh, Godforsaken Texas that I was listening to the podcast where, yeah, it, it was a good podcast, but a lot, of, a lot of interesting stuff in there. I definitely could have added a few things in there. Shout out to our Texas listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly cows or cattle, yeah. I guess you say. Yeah. So episode 92, we got Jeff back. So what uh, what are we drinking tonight, guys? Okay, so I'm drinking, uh, it's a double IPA from Printer's Ale. I've had a few things from them I think I've talked about on here. And so this is the first double IPA I've had from them, and it's pretty good. Oh. Um, 8%. It's kind of a strange name. It's called Donnie is the Talented Wahlberg. I don't know. I never really listened to Donnie's music so i don't really know he was from what the backstreet boys originally you're asking the wrong person the wrong two people so you guys aren't into donnie Wahlberg either then why would we be jeff yeah, well there you go did he strum a guitar while sadly eyeing at his shoes the whole time we probably don't know who he is oh oh really <laughs> oh well, it's gonna be like that it's gonna be it's gonna be like that <laughs> as well. You're going to come after me for, for shoe guys. Huh. Okay. okay. I just grabbed my wine bottle, smashed it, and now I'm sticking you with it. <laughs> you know what? It's good to know now. It's good to know yeah. now because absolutely, you wanted to raise my ire and you did it. So <laughs> you're going to suffer for the next hour. I think you pot a little better when you're angry. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. Ah, <laughs> strategic. <laughs> Actually, the, the wine bottle that I broke and I'm stabbing Jerry with, we had this one before on here. This was uh, this one actually is, has made it into my rotation now. I really enjoy it. This one is extremely hard to say. It's Ezegaire. I, I, I know I'm, I'm butchering this. It's spelled E-Y-Z-A-G-U-I-R-R-E. It's a product of Chile, and it is a Cabernet, and it is excellent. It's the one that you don't see the bottle because the bottle is wrapped in a burlap sack. You just see the, the neck of the bottle sticking out. It's a wine of la gente. It's the wine Dang. of the people. Oh, I was, thinking it, sack. I was thinking it was a, a Muslim 
wine and they they had a burka on but <laughs> sorry <laughs> gonna be one of those kind of shows there you go yeah. i'm drinking a crescendo hazy ipa from creature comforts it is 7.2 and i kind of slept on this we had a four pack and so many other good ipas came out during the pandemic i didn't get to these and they're real good particularly for 7.2. I would buy again. That's not a special release in? That's a regular... You know what? I hope not. Uh, yeah. But it has been a while. Well, this week, the atheist Twitter, mercifully, religious term, was free of controversies, but still, still, plenty, plenty of crazy to go around out there. So let's get to it. Let's start off with, this is one of the batshit craziest stories that's come out here in a while. This We had a Kansas state representative, substitute teacher, who... I think you could probably shed some light on this one better than I could, Jerry. I, I know he need a kid in the groin and went on a, a crazy rant afterwards, but then, then tried to say that the whole thing was planned. The whole thing was crazy. And he got arrested. Not only would somebody, when you've done something like that, particularly somebody who's in a position of authority, they would, hmm, you know what? Maybe shouldn't have done some of that. Not even a, I'm sorry that you're sorry. No. And it all started with like a religious rant. He was telling the kids that they had to get right with God or they're going to go to hell. And, and he asked one kid if he masturbated and then said, oh, don't answer that. God already knows. It, it was varying shades of crazy. It, it went all over. He pushed a kid. He told the class that they could all kick the kid in the balls and, and then knead the kid in the groin himself. Yeah, like I said, he was arrested and then tried to say that the whole thing was planned. This was like performance art for high school kids, <laughs> is, is what it was. It was like him and another kid or two were in on the gag. It was all a, to get the conversation going. It was a ruse. But why was he not immediately fired? Fired from what? Fired from... Substitute teaching. Substitute teaching. Well, I did see where he, he is no longer... I don't know how substitute teaching works, but that particular school system that he was teaching in, he's not a substitute teacher for that school system anymore. But he still is a Kansas state legislator. Well, yeah, he's a Republican. No. Yes. Really? He's, a, he's an evangelical Christian Republican state representative, and they don't punish each other. He is a needed vote against the encroaching liberalism of Joe Biden and his you know, secular army. He has to be there to do his duty. So if, if you're looking for especially the Kansas state house to, to reprimand this guy, Mark Samsel, ain't going to happen. What have they done with Mark Gates? Matt Gates. Or Matt. They're not, uh, you know, doing anything with him. They're letting it play out. What do you think they should do? Well, I mean, it sounds like, you know, it's pointing to some pretty serious crimes that he's committed. So he's under investigation. Somebody he was close with is, like, just cut a deal with the feds. Talking about Matt Gates now. Yeah. The Greenberg guy. Yeah. Who cut a deal saying that Matt Gates paid for sex with minors. So take out the fact that he's Matt Gates and you loathe him. Mm -hmm. I share that. He's not been convicted. He's not been charged. Should he be kicked out? And before you answer, do not relate it to any historical wrong done to Democrats or by Democrats themselves. I'll put it this way. He shouldn't be kicked out of Congress or loses anything like that until... Charges have been filed or he has been convicted or something Not along those lines. Not even if he's lines. under investigation? 
He should he should not be on any committees. Right, he should right. you know he, he should, should he be, be able to he vote? should be censured. He's you know or he should be reined in. I guess would be a, a good way to put it. But he yeah he should definitely not be on any committees whatsoever. You take a leave of like a leave of absence. I mean, they do that with other public officials when something like this comes up. They, yeah. like like teachers, police, things like that, they'll put them on, on administrative leave. Same thing, if police fires his revolver or pistol or whatever. That's an HR process. That's an automatic. He's desk bound for at least, you know, a, a period of time after that. I, I'm not sure that relating it to Democrats, because there was a lot of hemming and hawing about Al Franken. Right. And Katie Hill, the one who had the yes the risque pictures published about her, and she resigned, and Al well, Franken resigned under pressure. Yeah. And what's happening now isn't anywhere close. And he's still a member in good standing. Mm-hmm. No problem. He's part of the team. But what's happening in the GOP, I think you can be alarmed and not be... Uh, Alarmist? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I think there's something to be concerned about. Now, what exactly did Liz Cheney do with underage boys that's got her in so much trouble yeah, with exactly. the Republicans? Because Exactly. Yeah. I, I forget. My, my memory fades. You know, I'm getting old. And she is not somebody that any of us probably ever liked. Oh, no. We're, we're definitely not. Right. I don't think we've ever been on Team Cheney of any kind. No. No. But she's going to be removed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's just going to be removed from like her leadership positions within the party. They're not. They can't. She's still going to be a member of Congress. Well, that's up to she the just voters be a, to do that. A member right? in good standing with her own party. Right, but they're going to primary the hell out of her. Oh yeah, they will financially support whoever runs against right. her. The GOP has turned on the Cheney family. Yes, that's a phrase that I don't think any <laughs> of us thought we'd ever say out right. loud. Right, and Mitt Romney goes to his home state at a GOP meeting, and he gets booed. Yeah. He gets booed. Yeah. Mitt freaking yep. Romney in Utah at Mormon. a GOP meeting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, right. Like, he's a, isn't he, isn't he like at among or at the highest level of, or was at the high, highest level of the Mormon church? Isn't yeah, he, he was like, a stake president. Yeah. So he's like a muckety-muck. So he's up there. Yeah. Yeah. And... They're the closest to, other than like the Osmonds, to like Utah royalty. Mm-hmm. He brought the Olympics there. Yeah, he was a hero years back. Yeah. And they're booing him. This is a purge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a purge. And when we see it in other countries, we're like, oh, that, that society is unhinged. They've got one party or two parties that just lawless. Or maybe not, maybe not lawless yet, but... What they're doing with the laws is kind of lawless. They signed new voter suppression rules in Florida, I think, today. It was a Fox-only exclusive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is bold. That's an F you yeah. to being fair, to speaking to the people of Florida, as opposed to speaking to the people who watch one network. It's an F you to the media. It, it, they are laws that are just as bad as the ones here. And that guy is a presidential favorite. Yeah. Yep. And he is way smarter than Dotard. The GOP look at the country and anyone that's not with them as people to be ruled, not people that should have a fair stake in running the country, to be ruled. 
Minority rule. They don't even care. Minority, majority, anybody that's not with us. I mean, you hear it. Democrats are evil. Atheists are evil. That's not the loyal opposition. There's a hatred there. Yet there's still calls for oh, Joe Biden needs to be more bipartisan. You yeah. Know, why can't he engage the Republicans? Why, why can't you work with the, with the other side of the aisle? Well, the yeah. other side of the aisle thinks we're evil. Well, yeah. And then, you know, also is why can't Joe Manchin see the writing on the wall and understand that there is no other side of the aisle anymore? You know, those people well, are going to be primary. Cheney's going to be losing. She's going to be primaried out of, out of Wyoming. I'm sure um, Romney's going to be. I don't know when he's up for re-election, but I'm sure he's going to be primaried out. Any of these people that were kind of like the old school Republican, you know, ones that we still despised, but at least you knew what they were about. They were about the wealthy. They were about strict morals and all that kind of stuff. That's not what they're about anymore. What are they about now, in, in your words? Power. Somebody pointed out on one of the newscasts that they would have the perfect opportunity now, you know, with a lot of these programs that the Democrats are coming out with, you know, trillions of dollars, that that's what they could be harping on, you know, because the old conservative party was about and not and then, you know, because they also want to increase taxes. And so the, uh, the, the Rep- Republican Party used to be about low taxes and low government intervention, that kind of stuff. They're not even talking about that kind of stuff. They're just still talking about cancel culture the entire time. That's that's what they're harping on. They're talking about cancel culture for a couple of reasons. They don't want to talk about what they did with the tax cut. That's right. hugely unpopular. They don't mm-hmm. want to talk about that. They don't really have a lot of ideas. But the other part is cancel culture works for them. Plus, they make everything part of the culture war now. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yes. Yep. Right. Yeah, the vaccine is part of that. Yeah. It's almost like fishing with them. It's like changing a lure. You just put another lie on the end of the, of the hook and throw it out there and see see if it catches or not. And if there's any traction with it, that's the one that they go with. And, and canceled culture got traction, and they all got on board with it. Well, and you're right. It, it doesn't have to do with, with reality at all. It's like the, the last example of that was where they were claiming that Biden wanted to cut out uh, – 90% of your beef consumption. Yeah, one burger a month, man. Right, yeah. And not double patty. We're talking single. <laughs> yeah, not based on facts at all. It was based on facts. It was based on the facts that a University of Michigan study said that they could do this to, I don't know, something. One way to whatever. cut emissions or whatever. One way yeah, to sure. cut emissions yeah. or something, mm-hmm. yeah. And. That's it. It, not, right. it has nothing to do with Biden, but somebody took that and ran, ran. with it and, and lied about it. Finger quotes. News organizations ran, ran that story and people believe it. Right. They walked it back one time, but then they kept going with it anyway. You know, so. Even when they showed it, they showed University of Michigan underneath the, the facts of the st- It had nothing to do. It wasn't mm-hmm. nothing to do with the White House at all. OK, you guys both mentioned facts. Like it matters. Yeah. <laughs> well, it used to back in the old days. Yeah. When you have half your people living in an altered reality, you can tell them whatever you want. Well, you tell them what they want to hear so they stay on your side. And there's always an enemy. There's always an enemy. Yeah. It's minorities or liberals or atheists or Democrats. <clears throat> there's always an enemy. Let me ask you, though, who's leading the dance 
Is it Fox News or is it the Republican Party at large? So serious question. At this point, what's the difference? Yeah. There isn't. Yeah, yeah. Whether Fox reports it and they repeat it or they say it and Fox reports it, it's I mean, it's just a cycle. And Fox doesn't report. No. 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 Fox doesn't report. It opines, it amplifies messages. So to expect facts or to say, you know, there's no facts behind it is like, right, but if you're obsessing over the facts, you're missing the bigger picture. They don't care. And increasingly, everybody on that side is getting more bold and more feeling like they're untouchable. Mm-hmm. In Florida, here, the crazy legislator that basically went nuts in his class. The Too many of these folks think that nothing's going to happen to him. Even the people that attack the Capitol. There's been stories where they're like swearing at the judge yeah. during their hearings. Really? It's insane to think of somebody being charged with federal crimes swearing at the judge. Yeah, complaining that his civil rights have been violated. Like, no fear. Yeah. The sense of aggrievement and being wronged is so deep that they don't even realize that's not the place probably to do that. But they don't think anything's going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. And increasingly, not a lot happens to them. And they're trying to basically rig the votes now. In Arizona, what oh, they're yeah. letting yeah. them do is insane. Yeah. We're now looking for bamboo fibers in Arizona on the ballots what? to prove that they came from China. You're kidding me. I'm not making this shit up. <laughs> I wish I was. Bamboo fibers. That is really separated from the reality that we knew for a long time. Right, right. So our kids, kids younger, know nothing but that. How is that going to affect how they look at the world going forward? I'm kind of concerned, to be honest with you. I mean, I I usually am in this low to mid-level concern lately, but I'm not sure how you stop it. And I hear a lot of platitudes and a lot of things that used to work, like, you know, oh, the courts, the courts will save us. Yeah. There's a good chance that Democrats lose the House. Mm -hmm. And the Senate. I mean, we don't really have it. Well, right, right. It's it's by a thread. It's by a thread. We have it enough to prevent further damage. Right. We're going to lose two seats just on latest census. Right, right. Yeah. And that's not a single vote cast. Just the fact that this state loses a seat and that state gains one. We're going to lose two seats. And they're going to really mess with the redistricting. Yes. Yeah. Right. They're going to gerrymander the The way that they screw it up is to get too greedy. If they were smart, they would be able to do this under the radar of like court Mm -hmm. challenges and make it basically untouchable. It, It would almost help us for them to grab too much because there might be some legal pushback. But increasingly, the federal courts, they're not ours. And they're not going to be for a while. Remember when Biden won? We're going to make D.C. a state. Not going to happen? Not going to happen. We're going to expand the Supreme Court. Not going to happen. We're going to abolish the filibuster. Not going to happen. We're going to raise the minimum wage to 15 bucks. Not going to happen. $50,000 worth of college debt. Not going to happen. Right. And we won. We won ostensibly two of the three places that matter. 
Oh, that's a downer, isn't it? Don started it by making fun of shoegaze at the beginning of the show. <laughs> now everybody's got to pay for it. Again, the subtitle of these podcasts should be Bring Jerry Off the Ledge. I am yeah. ready. <laughs> I am ready to be brought off the ledge. But what I see and what I feel, walk me out there. Tell me why I'm wrong. Give me hope, guys. I don't think you're wrong. And the problem is we keep trying to make things fair and they keep trying to make things theirs. Mm. We keep losing that game. And I'm afraid that if slash win they ever do regain power, they'll never give it up. Well, and that's the thing that kind of frightens me, too, is if they get control of both the House and the Senate, next presidential election, they could overturn that on their whim. Yeah, Forego elections going forward. They could just overturn the electors at, at their whim. Mm-hmm. Same as, as, you know, what Georgia's basically set up to do, where if they don't like the way things are going in a voting district, they're going to take that over. They're taking the power away from the Secretary of State. So all these little chess pieces are being set up. We're focused on cancel court. That's what it kind of makes me wonder about if the cancel court culture thing isn't for us, for our distraction. So we don't see all these other pieces of the puzzle that they're that they're playing behind the scenes. Well, it's not behind the scenes; they're doing it wide open, right but, out, yeah, right on the. But open. we're looking somewhere else. So we're we're worried about the culture war stuff when they're, yeah, taking over the government. Right. Yep. Bit or or plotting bit. to. Right. But you could also argue that they use the culture war stuff to take over the government. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a. Both to get enough people base. to vote against their own self-interest. But I, I guess what I really don't have a handle on is, so you know there's a bunch of Trumpers in the world, okay? So there was, what did he get, 74 million? 75. 75 million votes. So, I'm, you know, there's there's a large number of people out there. Now, of course, you don't know how that fell out if, the, you know, knowing what they knew about the insurrection, would they have changed their vote? Probably some would, not not a large percent, but probably some would. And so I guess what I'm questioning... No. No? None? None of the 75 no. million would have changed your vote? I, maybe some. How close to the election was it? Uh, November 3rd, right. January like, right. 6th. So yeah, two if months. this happened on October 23rd, I agree with you. If it happened in August or September, he'd get 74 million votes. They they want him back. Well, that's what I'm questioning is we assume that there's still kind of a movable middle. I don't know if that's a reality or if that's a pipe dream. You know what I'm saying? Are there are there people that were Republican, like a, like a Liz Cheney or a Mitt Romney Republican voter that see, hey, this thing is going squirrely, man. I'm sure there were people who voted for Trump in November that after seeing the insurrection on on January 6th have changed their mind and if given the chance to do so again they would have not voted for Trump. I also think that there's people that voted for Biden that over the last 100 days would have changed their mind and not voted for him for whatever reason. But yeah, absolutely there are some people that seen the aftermath of of January 6th and and the incident on that day feel differently. Good example of that, too, was the Romney thing. Yes, there was booing there, but it wasn't like the entire floor was booing at him. So there were some people... Bruh! Bruh! But I'm just saying, there might have been some people going... Come on! That's like Joe Biden being booed in freaking Delaware. 
I know, but I, I know that. I know there's a lot there's a lot more Trumpers than there used to be. What I'm saying though is there's some of those people in that room probably were not that enthusiastic going that way that still support him. Same thing with Liz Cheney, I would assume. Those meetings are coronations. Those meetings aren't for airing your good faith differences as Republicans. In Utah, it is too freaking bizarre for him to be booed there. That's like booing Prince in Minnesota. It doesn't happen. And the fact that they're doing it, and once they complete the takeover, which is already pretty much done, but you still have old school holdovers in leadership. Mitch McConnell, even for a minute, spoke out against it. And then he snapped back in line. Against what? Against the insurrection. Oh, right, right. Yeah, but so did right. uh, McCarthy, right. Right. Well, he's he's a toady. Right. He's a, oh, yeah. he's a toady, and he always has been. You get a true believer up there, that's when it gets dangerous. Right. And how long is McConnell going to be, you know, how old is he now? He's got to, he's in his late 70s. Yeah, and probably. his health isn't that good. So, yeah. how long is he going to be? So, you get Tom Cotton. Yeah, but turtles can live for hundreds of years, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you get Josh Hawley. You get one of the young, right. crazy ones. You get, you get somebody like Ted Cruz that's Senate yep. leadership. Yeah. It does sound kind of far fetched for him to be there, but you are going to get a generation of true believers. And once that happens, then what? It's largely Congress really hasn't been functioning for a while, and it's been kind of glossed over because of American exceptionalism. And we've got the Constitution, and we've got the greatest system ever, and we just keep telling ourselves that when it's pretty dysfunctional and only getting worse. Hmm. Still sitting on the ledge. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I tried. I tried, Jerry. You may have had one leg in the window, but uh, you're about to whip it back out and put it back on the ledge because we mentioned <laughs> Dotard, and he was back in the news this week. Oh, yeah. And another one of your favorite topics, Jerry, <laughs> Facebook. Two, two of your favorite topics all rolled up into one story. I am. Facebook and Dotard. I am physically attached to this laptop right now because of the cord <laughs> to my headset. If I had my Bluetooth on... I would be pacing around this room right now. <laughs> I am like pacing in place. So you have no thoughts about the Dotar Facebook. We just should just move on. <laughs> <laughs> He's speechless. Speechless, I tell you. Right, and the and the audience cheered. <laughs> so who was this committee? I, I don't even I don't know the details. Was this truly an independent or was it like people from Facebook on this committee? Facebook put almost $300 million into a trust to pay the members of this committee, to pay the expenses of this committee through that blind trust so that they're not involved in it, from what, from what I understand. Yeah. But, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So Mark Zuckerberg paid $300 million to have a committee take the the impetus, is that the right word, off of him? Yeah. yeah. And and they just put it right back on. <laughs> so it's a, it's a Facebook oversight board. Yes. But are and they, they're not employed by Facebook then. They're, they're well, independent. They're, they're paid by Facebook. They're and paid by a trust that Facebook... Oh. Gotcha. Set up for them. Right. right. Okay. Where'd the money come from? The yeah. blind trust. 
Grandpa doesn't give me cash, but the trust he set up for me does, yeah. which is right. awfully nice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so a little, little financial incentive, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. yeah. But they, they, it was worldwide because as we yeah, know. Yeah, there was like a former, I don't know what country, but like the former prime minister of, of whatever country is one of the board members. It is a group of elites from around the world that is there to make the hard decisions. And when they, <laughs> and when <laughs> you laughed, that's their charter. And what they decide, Facebook says, is the law. And they will go by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he refers to it as like, Facebook Supreme Court. Yeah. It gets turned over to them. They make their decision, and it's binding, and they and they live by it. Yeah, so what did they do, though? Well, what was up for discussion was whether or not Dotard would be permanently banned. And they said they should continue the current ban for six months and said, ultimately, it was up to Facebook. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kick exactly. it down. Back to the lower courts. Which was the whole reason why Zuckerberg set this whole thing up is so that he wouldn't have to make these decisions. Right. It's not me. He could could say, hey, I'm not the one saying it. It's the Supreme Court of Facebook said it has to be this way. So I'm just following their recommendation. And now they went, yeah, whatever you say is fine. I mean, we're good with it. Whatever. And wasn't part of their statement that, so if you're doing this to Trump, are you not doing it to others? Was that kind of part of the, the statement or did I mishear that? Apparently, from what I understand, this is the body that when your account got suspended that you would have to appeal to. So, Jeff, Jeff, get in line, buddy. I never had that opportunity. Nobody told me. Finish that Trump thing. Let's get to the... Let's let's get to that Jeff case. (laughs) Now, before we we move on, one of the funny things I heard about this Dotard case was the board had it open to the public for comments Mm. about this. And there were over 9,000 comments that the board literally read through all 9,000 comments from Facebook users about whether Dotar should be let back on the platform or not. Are you telling me that I had an opportunity (laughs) for my two cents (laughs) to be read out loud and make this board have to listen to my shit? Oh, my God. I'd get back on Facebook. <laughs> it had to be typed into the minutes of the meeting. It is preserved in posterity forever. Yeah. But you'd and have you have to be an it. active participant on Facebook yeah. there. They'd look at you and go, ha, oh, he's 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 not on here. I would totally reactivate my account right after this show to just know that what I wrote was going to be read out loud and they had to listen. I would be the most verbose MF that you would ever see. And I'd then write, they would Delete your account right after. Yeah. Oh, oh, hurt me. Oh, hurt do me a favor. Yeah. Throw right. me in the briar patch. Let me start right now. <laughs> so, yeah, it was um, it was funny because we were all kind of looking forward to 9 o'clock. Was it Tuesday morning that, yeah. that the, uh, the announcement was going to be made? Yeah, there was a lot of anti- – I was, I was yeah. like, I'm ready to hear this. Yeah. And uh, saw it right before I went to work on Tuesday morning, and it didn't take long before you read into exactly. Because at first it was like they withheld the ban, yeah, you know, and it was it was For like you six know, months. And it was then, like VJ Day, yeah. and then you started reading the second paragraph, and it was like, oh, mm, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. all right, yeah. But he started a uh, a blog now, Donnie. So you know he didn't need Facebook. He's got a, he's got a blog now that people they can't nobody can comment on it, but. I, don't, I, don't, I doubt he knows how to type. He doesn't use computers. 
Well, no, he doesn't use technology. He spouts off. Now, he tweeted himself. That was his tweets. Some of them. You think some of them were AIDS or, or whatever? Kefefe was his. Oh, 100%. Anything that sounded remotely policy-driven. I think you could say anything that ended in a dot, dot, dot was probably <laughs> his. Or started with a dot, dot, dot. It yeah. was like multiple dots. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Usually he did put like four or five. Yeah, it was funny. He to didn't understand to exactly how that worked. Read it off. Yeah, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> and Twitter is Twitter. He's permanently banned from Twitter, right? That was a permanent yes. ban. Okay. Yeah, permanent ban. Does this affect his Instagram as well too? Because that's all under the Facebook umbrella. It's a good I believe question. it does. Just asking the hard questions, aren't we? Uh, yeah. How many people do you know that are, are refusing the vaccine? That I personally, personally know? Me? Yeah. Nobody I personally know. For Well, uh, hmm. I will say... There's no way. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. yeah. How many people do you know that haven't told you they have received the vaccine? I know of a couple... I know of... I know of once uh, I've talked to one person at work and I've talked to one person in person that are both giving me that same, I ah, you know, want to wait. Wait for right. you know, what? Did so, you ask them? So why, why, yeah. why are we not calling them what they are and that's anti-vaxxers? Oh, I was going to call them what they were, 60-year-old white males. Not, uh, not in, in my case, not all. In mine, both not of them all. are 60 plus. Why aren't we calling them anti-vaxxers? Because that's yeah. what they are. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah the they, two that I know are, you the know, two younger. That you, the two that you know of. I know yeah. of. There's right. no way there's not more. Right. Right. Yeah. Because if you were that type of a person, you would know more because people would be more open to you about that. But because you're, you know, a science believer, you're one of them science believers, then they're not going to confide in you their distrust of, of the vaccine because- Anybody that knows you knows knows where you land on that. So the the person you know, Don, is this a yeah. person you know, like in that you're like face to face contact with or no? Okay, so just like a online associate or something. Uh, it's it's one person that I, that I that I work with, but I work remotely from home, okay. so gotcha. I don't come yeah. in contact with anybody in that aspect. It's just somebody that that I work with well, that uh, we were talking and and then somebody that lives in my neighborhood that I've talked to. Okay, so what I was getting at though. So I mean, so people that you could ac- actually ask, so why not? So have yeah. you gone there? The one that, that I the work person is the only one that I really kind of talked to about that with him and because it was a work conversation, I didn't yeah. get yeah. into it. My take on it was I was going to sign up for the vaccine as soon as I could, and I was going to take whichever one was available to me the soonest, yep. basically. At, at that time, which was a couple months ago, I was I, I think I even told him I, I would prefer to get the Johnson Johnson just one shot over two, but knowing more about them now, I'm glad I got the one that I did. But I, what I was getting at, though, I just kind of was curious whether they were just saying, well, we don't know what the long-term effects are, because that seems to be at least in the media, kind of a common thing that people are, are saying, the ones that are hesitant. Yeah, that or they developed this way too soon. We, we just don't know what it is. It's, it's another branch on that same tree. The BS tree yeah. is what yeah. that is. That's the, right. that is the, that BS is the BS tree, which makes them 
anti-vaxxers. Yep. Well, I would say this, though. I think some of this I would probably blame on the media somewhat. I mean, people can find out stuff if they go beyond what they hear in the news, obviously. And I'm not talking yeah. Fox News because, you know, that's that's not any kind of reliable source there. But, I mean, if they would dig into it, they would find out, you know, that the trials that these places did. Common knowledge is if you get beyond two eh. months. Eh. What? Eh. What? Yeah, you've lost them already. You have lost the plot by trying to reason and show facts. I don't know that the media did a really good job on saying that, did you know? Jeff, Jeff. It doesn't matter. They're not going to hear it on the media because the media they listen to ain't saying it. For sure. Yeah. Even For if, sure. if you know, the middle of the road media was every hour on the hour proclaiming it from the highest mountaintop. Middle of the road news network. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Centrism 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> Centrism news network, CNN. <laughs> If they're not saying it on Fox OAN or right, what's the other one? Right, they're not. Right, right. Facebook. Yeah, and they ain't hearing it. No. You know? Now, yeah. Limbaugh's gone, but if, if if the right-wing talk radio show that they're listening to in their in their, in their their car or their truck, they're not hearing it. Right, yeah, because Tucker is asking the questions. Nobody's asking I, those questions. It's like, no, they have Tucker, and it's been answered. Yeah, you know? he opened his show asking five questions. Like, what's in the vaccine? We know that. You're in a news organization. Yeah. You have access to this information, Tucker. Right. He's an anti-vaxxer. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, absolutely. He's, he's a st straight up, the whole network has gone anti-vax. This is the same thing what happened in 2016. You had all these closet dotard voters, and we sat around our, our watch parties, 2016, ready for the big Hillary coronation. It's going to yeah. be a great night. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring me back there. But, uh. Well, you know what? You need to go back there to understand that's happening now. Right. If they're not on social media with their little vaccine card and telling people when they got their shot, if you're yep. not proud of it, very few people are being quiet about it. So the people that you know that are being quiet, they getting it. Probably not. Yeah. Not according to what I'm seeing on the news where there's a lot of counties and a lot of areas that have vaccines that are going to go bad because right. people are not, they've got thousands of open appointments. People are just not calling in and scheduling. Less than 40% of Atlanta cops, and this is just city of Atlanta, yeah. but less than 40% of Atlanta cops are vaccinated. They've been eligible for the whole time. They're not gonna. Yeah. Here's the other thing that, you know, I'm trying to pay attention to is, you know, I know Biden has a goal of getting 70 percent uh, fully vaccinated by July. It's a pipe dream. I don't I don't think we're ever going to hit that nationally. Did, did he say what year? No, he said this year, July okay. 4th <laughs> this year. Um, okay. My concern is, is if people pay attention, let's let's say pipe dream, we get to 60 percent nationally mm -hmm. and people here in Georgia like People in our group think, hey, you know, we can go out to life as normal. No, you need to look at the facts, you know, the vaccine, uh, vaccine rate in our county, in our state. It's extremely low. Like uh, Cobb County, fully vaccinated is only like about 25% right now. Cher are you in Cherokee or Bartow? I'm in Bartow. Bartow. Yeah, I think Bartow is actually worse than Cherokee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is is like you, you can get this false sense of security is like, oh, nationally, we're at 60 percent. It's like, no, if you go out to a, a restaurant in suburban Atlanta 
you may be maybe, uh, you know, one out of, uh, you know, 75% of the others are not vaccinated. You wear your mask. You could get shamed. Yeah. When you wear it. Because liberals need to give up the pandemic. <laughs> it's time yeah. to move on. Yeah. 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 Mask shaming. What was that article that you were referring to? There was to? an article the, in The uh, Atlantic about how liberals can't well, quit lockdown. Can't right. quit the lockdown. So it's our fault now. Yeah. We're a bunch of scaredy babies that don't trust the science. No, we're inside. We're hiding from our own shadow. Yep. And by the way, could it be a more perfect kind of mainstream media criticism of liberalism? Mm -hmm. Like they couldn't wait to apply the same criticism of liberals. We just have a new way to do it. Now it's right. you liberals that can't get over the fact you're just a bunch of scaredy people that, that secretly love the pandemic. Right. It's 2021. That pandemic was so 2020. It's time to move on. Yeah, get I mean, that diaper off your face. That's what it is. <laughs> do you think that conservative TikTok accounts and conservative Facebook is soon going to be filled with videos of people mocking and harassing people with masks when they don't have them? We wouldn't know. No, because we're not out. We're not on that. But they already were when when it was like early on, and, and people were you know forced to wear masks, and and people would get thrown out of a, a, a somewhere for not wearing a mask, and they would cough on people on purpose and that kind of stuff. Right. It's going to be the same thing. By the way, that one foot that I had off the ledge, mm -hmm. I'm going to put it back out there. I'm going I'm to get comfy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sit down right on that concrete precipice and look at the view. Do you need some ice for that cooler you got out there on the ledge? Yeah, you know what? I'd like a nice cold one. You should probably get one of those five-day coolers for the ledge. That way you don't have to keep putting ice in there. You know what? With the extension cord, I'll get hey. an electrical cooler, and it'll always be cold. Because who gives a shit about my carbon footprint? We should mine for Bitcoin. <laughs> this thread of pandemic argument... Maybe the subtitle of the podcast should be, It Always Gets Worse. Because, like, it's May. School is ending. Over the summer, school districts figure out what they're going to do for the next year. When does it start? Get the calendar ready. Oh, are we going to mask? Are we going to require vaccination? If you're yeah. going to travel, are you going to be required to be vaccinated? When the Army, when all the testing is done and... The military can make the vaccine mandatory. Yeah. Are they going to do it? Are other countries going to block our unvaccinated yeah. brethren from going? Creating new enemies all over the world. You were just talking about that. I was thinking not just like the vaccine passport. So we're like, you know, France could say, hey, we're not letting anybody in from any country that isn't vaccinated. What if one of our NATO allies said that your troops need to be vaccinated if they're going to be permanently stationed on our soil. If they're not, then GTFO. We got a lot of servicemen stationed all over Europe. What if Germany says all your servicemen need to be vaccinated if they're stationed in Germany full time? All over Southeast Period. Asia, too. Yeah. What, what are they going to do there? Asia. Oh, are they going to say, no, 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 no you know, or, or, or we'll only send vaccinated troops to Germany? Well, aren't there requirements for that now? They have to have certain vaccines up to date? Because the full slate of testing, you know, it was mm -hmm. under, you, you would know this. What is it? It's like an emergency provision. Emergency use, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. if that emergency use order goes away and it's fully tested, then they can say, 
you are getting this vaccination. Or, you know, like the the colleges are going to start to to make public decisions too. Yeah. Or make public announcements. You want right. to be on campus, you need to be vaccinated. How many court challenges are going to are there going to be about that? How many Tucker Carlson segments? Right. Oh, there's going to be plenty. Plenty of both. There's almost no end to the HR, to the public health and travel and politics. How long has it been, really, since anti-vaxxing not only became part of the public conscience, but they made rules for school districts, religious exceptions? Your parents, when you were going to school, you knew what shots you had to get, and they marched your ass down, and you got those shots, and you went to school. And the same thing for a lot of our parents. Yeah. All our parents had that one shot on their arm that left that scar for their life. It looked like a round... With three dots. I have that scar. You have that scar. Okay, I, do. I don't. I, I whatever that was, that one shot. They stopped giving it by the time That's I. That's the mark run. of the V. Oh, I'm a vaxer. You had to have just like you know going through school. You had to prove if you changed schools or before the new school year, you had to be up to date on all your shots. We talked about this before. There's what's stopping them from just adding this vaccine to that list of necessary school vaccines. Public blowback. Yeah, and that literally will be. From district to district, state to state, whatever, county to county. How school no school end. Uh, you know what? Yes. It just takes, honestly, it just takes a couple to do a segment on Tucker Carlson talking about it. Doesn't take that many. No. And then it it spreads like a virus. But yep. and I'm surprised, Jeff, you haven't had more to say about this. Well, in the meantime, trying to find out the difference between emergency use and FDA approval. It doesn't matter. Well, I think it matters in that legally Legal, you can't yeah, right. require right. it if it isn't. It matters. So there's two things that could happen. They take the emergency use out. It becomes a regular mandatory vaccine. Yep. Let the fights begin. Yep. Or they say, we don't want to fight anymore. We're never going to take the emergency use designation away. It's always going to be emergency use. If you don't want it, you don't have to get it. Unfortunately, that sounds like the perfect government compromise. But you're saying they. I think it's the vaccine manufacturers that have the option where to take it. And I do think that both Pfizer and Moderna are moving forward with going for FDA approval. If it's up to the manufacturer of the vaccine, I would assume they would want to have it FDA approved. But that's about money. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of financial involved to do that. But uh, they have a moneymaker right now with, you know, the worldwide uh, epidemic. So I don't think we will be saved by Pfizer or Moderna when it comes to the emergency use. What do you mean? They're going to do what's best for them. And if there's a guarantee that people are still going to buy billions of doses, you could put emergency use, you could put one time only, you could put Ted Cruz approved. It doesn't matter. You can put anything you want on it. As long as they're still selling it and they have a ability to make money, they're fine with it. Mm-hmm. That designation is, is meaningless. But if they make the designation, you're setting up for a lot of fights mm-hmm. because that's all we do. Well, what, there's a third option. It could become like the flu shot that is FDA approved or whatever, but isn't mandatory. That's isn't the same. That that's kind of the same thing. Is it? Okay. Well, if it's not mandatory, this virus... And I realize I'm a liberal Pollyanna. Yeah. Kills a lot of people. It would be in our best interest as a society to get rid of it as quickly as we can. 
And the more people who are anti-COVID vaccine, they're not going to do it. Yeah. We're not going to get past there. So we're always going to be living with it. Right. Which right. is a bummer to think about for sure. But when do the vaccinated get pissed and do we have a recourse? When does the vaccinated become a herd immune uh, or reach herd immunity through the loss of the non-vaccinated? You mean when hey, that's a long-term, you know, solution. You mean diet but, off? You mean yeah. But if you've got if you got sixty percent of the population that takes the vaccine and forty percent that doesn't, then you need twenty-five percent of the non-vaccinated to pass away to get to seventy percent, and that you know, or or whatever herd immunity is going to, you know, number you need to reach to get to. What we don't know mm -hmm. is, you know, you assume that the vaccinated aren't going to have the worst complications or death, but you could still certainly get sick. Yes. And as I'm on very thin ice talking about this with Twiv's number one fan. <laughs> but if, no. if, if we don't, if we don't tamp this down and out, it will continue to variants, uh, variants will right, yep. and there will, you will have less control because it's still spreading, and we haven't snuffed it out when we had the when we have the opportunity to do so. Right, and vaccines can become less effective. Right, uh, I don't think they'll become less effective. Ah, gonna, close. What's going to happen is is you know we'll have to do booster shots where. They look at the variants and have to kind of restructure the vaccine. But that becomes that's just like the flu shot, and the yeah. flu shot was always crapshoot because they really that's didn't a whole know. different story. That's a whole different story. Well, it's not a different story it, just from this perspective. You create the vac the flu vaccine for what you think is going to be the worst Variant part of, of the, the flu. flu. Yeah, and if you're right, great. If you're not, huh, hmm. a lot of people. Are, a lot more people are going to get sick with the flu. Yeah. If it's the same vibe with COVID, COVID doesn't just get you sick. I mean, the flu obviously kills people. Yeah. COVID kills more people faster, though. Yeah. If you don't control it, COVID's already bad. Aren't the variants going to be worse? And the risk for a booster shot not totally hitting the mark be worse for all of us. Okay, so you're, you're saying the variants could be worse, and that's, that's not thus far. That's not been the case. There's been a lot of hype from the media, like the UK, where they were saying it was more virulent, more dangerous, mm -hmm. and it was highly transmissible. Not true. And thus far, the vaccine that we have has been able to take care of any of the variants that are out there. The only one that I think is going to, you know, is a little bit of a question mark is a South African one, but everything else. Aren't we playing, though? Isn't this yeah. really societal Russian roulette, though? As I was say, don't you have to be more reactionary to COVID variants than can you be precautionary and and try to anticipate the next variant to come out? No, you can't. You can't anticipate. Yeah, I was gonna that, say you almost have to wait till there's a new variant and then try to come up with something to combat it. And I'm sure you know that that the you know Pfizer's and Moderna's are looking at all that kind of stuff as the variants come out, and I'm sure they're studying that stuff. And and that's why I'm saying that that a annual booster. With a little yep. change may be necessary. But when you're saying, you know, compared to the flu shot, no, I mean, it's, it's apples and oranges. I mean, the, okay. the vaccine we have now is like 90 plus percent effective, where the flu shot is what, maybe 60 percent at best? 
it, it still knocks down the symptoms, same as the you know the the COVID yeah. You may still catch does. the flu, but you you right. don't have it for as long a duration. And right. It's not as 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 bad. Right. And same the with it yeah. with the COVID. It, it's even though it's you know like ninety ninety five percent effective, you still may get it. Some people may have very mild symptoms, but you're gonna mm-hmm. you're not gonna go in the hospital. You're not gonna die. But if they see a variant that that's outside the realm. The mRNA vaccines can be very easily and very quickly adapted to uh, to adapt to that. How quickly? Because I don't care how much they do it in the lab. When can I get my shot from from how quickly? That's a long time in real world. Yeah, it took a long time to get the first two doses out. So if we're looking at 18 months, which was unheard of going into this because we were what? Prior to well, this, no, that was, was four that, years. That was because they had to, to study the you know the safety factor of this yeah. mRNA and all that. Uh, we still don't know how so, long it's going to be effective. But so tomorrow we get the news of the I don't know Zimbabwe variant that is sweeping the continent of, of Africa. How long before they develop and are able to distribute something to combat it? No way to know, but it's yeah. not immediate. Well, my understanding is is you're not going to have to go through those same phase trials because you're just tweaking. But you still have to make it. Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. Just the logistics right. of making that yeah. many dosages, getting it distributed, and getting right. it in the people's arms. And what you do in the interim. What are we looking at? Nine, 12 months? 18 months? Even if it's six months. Even if it's three months, if if it's not the summer, if it's three months and you are in the middle of school, right? Or it's high school sports season, or I've got a wedding next month, and yep. Well, I mean, so that's that's kind of the point is is that if we don't get to herd immunity, where we stop producing all these variants, why are you saying if? Well, yeah, I mean, to be real, yeah. Do you honestly think? We are ever going to get to herd immunity. I mean, half a million Americans died. If that is well, not enough, it's pushing six hundred. It's not enough. It's not to, enough. Clearly, if, if, if it's not enough to get people to take the vaccine when it's available, what is? I would say nothing. Does that forty percent need to see somebody dear and close to them die of this for them to get the vaccine? I don't think is it that even. Ma- I don't even think that matters. Mm-mm. So when you say if we get to herd immunity. Do you you don't really believe we're actually going to get there, do you? Do you? I don't. Mm-hmm. You didn't think so the last time we talked about it on the pod. We both agreed sixty percent. Yeah. Well, and you know, but that's now, not herd immunity. It, no. But we don't know. I mean, that's the thing too. Is we really there is no solid percent. But if you start to see a steady decline in cases, that means you're on the right track. Do you think we'll we'll be closer to herd immunity outside the U.S. or inside the U.S. Oh, the rest of the world is sucking as far as vaccines. If you look at we, well, they, I, they that's the problem. They don't have we them. are leading right. the world. Americans are getting vaccinated at a higher rate than any other no. nationality. Is, Israel is number one. Is Israel okay? We're yeah. set. All right, so we're second. We're in the top two. Or third, still on the maybe. podium. Yeah. Right. Still on the podium. Still right. on oh, the yeah. podium. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. But if we know for a fact that we're not going to reach seventy percent in this country, what's the chances for the rest of the world? Right. Or when. Now, is it the same reason in, I don't know, throw a dart, pick a country, whatever country, are they not there because of logistical reasons? Are they not there because their citizens also aren't 
signing up for the vaccine like our citizens are. Both. Yeah, I Both. mean, India is kind of an interesting study in itself. I mean, that's yeah, one of the number one manufacturers of pharmaceuticals, and yet they're they're you know they were way low on the number of cases yeah. for a long time, and then yep. all of a sudden they started spiking because they were you know their leader is like a trumper. Yeah, you know, basically you know do whatever Modi. you want, mm-hmm. and so yeah, there was a lot he's of a, he's a Hindu nationalist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. It was all people that did that. It wasn't there was a different India strain that is, you know, suddenly toxic and is killing all these people. No, it's like people's stupidity. Well, they talked about they had 400,000 cases in one day. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's a tightly packed country, too. But that's that's 400,000 reported. How many went unreported? Absolutely. You know, you could double that number easily. So, I mean, that's a good lesson. To whom? I mean, that if you let the brakes off, and that's what I see, like when I went through Texas. See a lot of masks in that state, did you? No masks. I mean, <laughs> gas stations. I went I went to a uh, a brewery. Fortunately, it was outside. Yeah. Um, but nobody in there. I mean, mas- and, and in fact, they had a beer that kind of celebrated. The name of it was in celebration of when they uh, stopped doing their lockdown. Oh, they so, had a no mask uh, celebratory beer. So right. basically, basically, welcome to America. Yeah, and Texas has a cool looking flag that would make a good looking mask. Yeah, like yeah. that, Maryland, and a couple others. Think, you yeah, know, but Ted Cruz has they, one. They they really missed an opportunity there with with the uh, with the flag mask. Yep. I don't. I don't. I don't, look. I I don't think we're getting there. No. And well, I don't think it's too early to start thinking of what that means because we are like everything else got lulled into thinking that things were going to change in the way that we wanted them to change. As yeah. soon as the vaccine came out, everybody's going to want to get vaccinated. We're going to stomp on COVID and we're going to go back to normal. We're going to party like it's 2019. Oh, man. It would have been great and it's not. No. It's not. It's become it, it's become another part of the culture war. It's become gigantically partisan. Yeah, it's really nasty, like particularly in, in, in primetime Fox. We could bemoan the hypocrisy until we're blue in the face because it's not going to change anything. These folks aren't going to get vaccinated and they're not going to back down because now they feel aggrieved because of the lockdown and because people lost jobs or they lost businesses or mm-hmm. even people died. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not making light of any of it. There was a, a lot of pain during the pandemic. But if you're not going to get the vaccine, you're an anti-vaxxer. And now there are tens of millions of more of more of them. Yep. And at some point they're going to want their rules applied and we're going to have to deal with it. But they're specific anti-vaxxers. They're not anti-vax as far as the, like the MMR vaccine or you know some of these other ones. But they're against this particular. We don't know that. And you know what? I will say that my belief on this has been heavily influenced by somebody that I've known for a long time who would not say whether or not they were going to get the vaccine until I challenged them. And it wasn't comfortable, but I, but I, but I still did it. And she also is not going to get the shingles vaccine. Oh, and wow. right. So, so when you say they're against yeah. this vaccine, 
Okay. That's not what I saw here. And I wonder how... But but she's not anti-vax against all vaccines. She's just against this one and the shingles one. She's just against all the ones that I have to get going forward. Yeah. You can't be anti-vax for things that you've already done. That your parents made you take or whatever. Right. Or, Jeff, man, I was just a sheep back then, man. Right. Yeah, right. I was now just I'm, a sheep. I've been yeah, now I'm woke. That's right. Yeah. My eyes, my eyes are open. Since I took the, what, is it the blue pill or the red pill? I took the pill. Well, I don't remember which color it was. But I, I don't know. I, I always kind of would just wanted the the steak and the red wine, though. <laughs> Whatever pill came with that. <laughs> I think that's another part where we get comfortable and we kind of layer over our own feelings to things that we truly don't know. Like that they're just against this vaccine and they really wouldn't support when they purge the voting rolls. But in her case, it's not a political statement, you don't think? or Oh, I totally think. Very much so a political yeah. statement? Oh, okay. Whether they believe it or not, I think it is. Yeah. Politics influence their decision, whether they, they're well, willing to admit that or not. Or their news bubble. Yeah. So what's the difference between their belief system and their politics. They're kind of, at least for me, go hand in hand. It's in the same wheelhouse there. Yeah. So I assume that their politics drives it. Now, there are plenty of people that are on the the left, Jeff would call woo-woo. Not, you know what? I wouldn't even call them left. I would just call them woo-woo. Right, right. That yeah. are going to be, uh, that are also going to be anti-vax. Right. Yeah. And that was kind of the original anti-vax movement was those people, you know, the crystal people that didn't want to put any foreign stuffs and send their body kind of thing. I can't get that because I'm a vegan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The transition to the conservative people being anti-vax, that's kind of, that's more politically motivated. I don't think the crystal people that, I don't think that was politics. I think that was just like a fear of modern science kind of thing. So same result, but. Right. And it sets up kind of new alliances. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it upsets yeah. the order. Makes for strange bedfellows. Yeah. And we don't really know how to deal with it. Mm-mm. But we go along assuming, well, they're not anti-vax. They've taken vaccines their whole lives. They just hate everyone that we've needed them to take going forward. That they can yeah. think about, right. Yeah. It's almost like the Amish. It's like technology is good up to a certain point, And we're stopping here. Nothing forward. Yeah. And they would not like that analogy. I hate it for him. I'm, I'm the king of analogies. You know, that's my, that's my wheelhouse. So you're going you gonna to take me off the ledge or? I was running an extension cord out there for your dorm <laughs> freezer. <laughs> Here, here's kind of how I'm going to predict the future best I can at this point. Nationally, we may get to a, you know, 60, pushing 70%, perhaps, nationally. Large parts of the country, especially the South, Texas, I know for sure, is not going to ever get to herd immunity. Georgia, I don't see them, you know, maybe Elantra inside the perimeter, perhaps. So I think the reality is, is that the variants are going to be a thing. And so for those of us that are uh, vaccine savvy, we'll have to mm-hmm. take an annual. It's not known at this point. I mean, every like I say, thus far, the variants that have come out have been covered by the vaccine. But at some point, it may be necessary for us to take a boost to accommodate that. But the, the other re- reality, I think, is is that we may never get to the point us, I'm talking about, would feel comfortable going to a large venue, like a, a, you know, a concert, 
or a you know a sporting a, a event sporting event things like that where you have a lot of, where you know that you know looking around the stadium that uh, probably half of those people like you're saying are not vaccinated and may be carrying some variant that we don't know about because you know anytime you get the disease you're creating variants all on your own so which one catches on or not is a throw of the dice so that's the shame in it is is yes we'll be able to gather for our group for instance that that uh, we know people have been vaccinated we can meet without masks but going out to a restaurant eating inside you know among other people i don't know if that's going to be a reality for a long time there may be a point when people that have had the illness that that gets so we may get to herd immunity just because of that because if you look at the uh, what was it, the 1918 pandemic? That event, they didn't have any kind of recourse there. They didn't have a vaccine or anything. So it just kind of ran its course. But in, a, you know, like, was it three yeah. years? It yeah. was pretty much, you know, done with. So that may be what we see. That, not a chance. No? Oh, okay. I'll, 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 we'll put another Phantom six pack on that. 1918 didn't have. International travel right. at the snap of a finger, no, and didn't yeah. have as many people, and we weren't as mobile, and no. we were a thousand percent more compliant for better and worse. The variant is going to move because international trade moves and people move, and the whole thing about the lockdown is you're not taking away my freedoms anymore. I am never going to be locked down again. That's mm-hmm. another. That's another big vibe of this. Yeah. We're not, you know, and lockdowns don't work. We're not going to we're not going to trash the business community anymore. Well, on that point too is we're just talking about this particular virus right now. We know that on the horizon there's going to be other viruses that will be as bad if not worse than this. So yes, that mentality being in place about no, we're not locking down anymore, especially if we have the other party in charge. Oh, and the next damn. one that comes down the pike's even worse. Yeah. Th- than this one. Right. Well, you're making my point. All right. Yep. I'm I'm yep. on the ledge with you now, Jerry. Let's go. How much room is there on my, the ledge? My, my I mean, job we is done. A, we need a big ledge. <laughs> my job is done. <laughs> but I, I'm just glad it's on the first floor. So, you know. <laughs> Man, you'll die of the virus before you hit the pavement. And I, and I, I swear to God, I, all shoegaze jokes aside, I hate you for it. I don't walk into these podcasts wanting to go down this road because I am ready, swear to God, I'm ready to be convinced otherwise. But there are so many assumptions that we bake into what we think are going to happen. And we need to learn the lesson that all these assumptions and all the things that we kind of grew up with as being expected and normal, first, aren't. And second, don't have to be. And it is kind of jarring to think like this, but we're fighting over literally everything. And nobody's agreeing and you can't get to any consensus. And even public health is now just as contentious as ever. How do you manage a society with so many people moving so fast without some type of idea of what the greater good is? We'll solve that next time on The Godless Heathens. And next show, 
we can talk about language and inclusiveness oh, and yeah. messaging. Your old friend messaging. And another reason we are careening to losing the house in 2022. Well, that's a little teaser right there. There you go. You know what? Unfortunately, Jeff, it's another one of those evergreen topics that will be just as relevant next week. They'll never go away. Or next show. So on that note, what book are you reading, Jeff? We haven't talked to you about your book in oh, a month. Oh, dang. I, I forgot Tell to pull it up Tell me you finished here. the book and you've moved on. I'd have to look up the title of it. I, I'm drawing a Uh-oh. blank right now. The basis of it is kind of talking about the civil rights movement when it started to come into play. And we always kind of think of the Johnson administration kind of being where it started to, to go forward. The history goes back further than that, more like the um, Roosevelt administration. I'm seeing a trend with your books. It's, it's like you're trying to figure out how we got to where we are right, by right. reading the past. <laughs> And I'm recommending a link that no one will read. But it's called That's What the Money Is For. So the subhead is called Teacher Appreciation Week is Bullshit. (laughs) Right. You know, I felt this way decades ago, personally. (laughs) For very different reasons, though. But they do all these essential worker appreciation weeks in lieu of money. Yeah. It's yeah. always the low-paid jobs that oh, yeah. get this get this vague pat on the back, like, "Hey, we think you're great. We don't think you're great enough to pay you anything. No, but you're great. We're going to bring you cupcakes in. a year yeah. and appreciation week. And here's your homemade cupcakes from my mommy blog and a fifty-dollar Starbucks gift card. Congratulations. I like her stuff to begin with, but who wrote it? Her name is Anne Helen. Peterson, and it's on a substack called Nobody Will Ever Read This Culture Study. <laughs> She's really good, and I think people who listen to this podcast would like Anne Helen Peterson. Okay. I have a podcast to recommend, actually. And this is a like a serial type podcast. It's 12 episodes, and you're done. This one is called In the Red Clay, so local to Georgia, automatically from the title. Actually, a friend of mine recommended this to me, a friend of mine from high school, Facebook friend. He's actually a member of the Godless Heathens podcast group on Facebook. He sent a text out to me saying, hey, man, I've heard your voice more in the last two weeks than I have in the last 20 years. And I was like, oh, so you've listened to a couple episodes. And he said that he used to listen to this podcast while walking his dog. Perfect. Jerry. Perfect. Yeah. He's a friend already. You're like soulmates. (laughs) So he listened to this podcast, Walking His Dog, and then he was like, I need to find a new podcast. He's like, oh, shit, I got a friend that has a podcast. Let's just start listening to his. So he's been listening to ours for his dog walks, but he turned me on to this podcast, and like I said, it's called In the Red Clay. It is, uh, it's it's done by a guy who was on the HBO team that came to Georgia to film The Outsider, the Jason Bateman uh, series that was filmed up in in North uh, East Georgia. He basically worked as a liaison between the city of Winder, where a lot of the sets were at, and the film crew. And the podcast is him interviewing a guy from Winder about his father. His father is a guy by the name of Billy Sunday Burt. Billy Sunday Burt was an enforcer and a hitman for the Dixie Mafia back in the 60s. 
and it's a fascinating true crime podcast all about the Dixie Mafia. I binged the thing over about a three-day period and, and really enjoyed it. There was one episode about his baptism that was a little, for the atheist, it was a little cringy. But, but other than that, overall, very, very interesting podcast and, and highly recommend it. Thanks, everyone. All right. Well, we'll see you all in two weeks. Good night. Yeah.